Welcome to episode 67 of Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. And I'm also a social confidence coach specialized in helping people with social anxiety feel calm and at ease in social situations. Now, I've personally been able to overcome my social anxiety thanks to energy psychology and the help of some brilliant therapists. And on this podcast show, I interview some of these therapists, as well as other experts, to explore um, social anxiety solutions from both Western traditional psychology as well as Eastern energy psychology. And today I'm interviewing Dr. Patricia Carrington on the topic of exposure therapy versus energy psychology. Here's a bit about Patricia. Dr. Patricia Carrington, PhD, is a leading psychologist and one of the pioneers in the field of EFT energy psychology. She was formerly on the faculty of Princeton University, worked as a clinical professor at the University of Medicine and Dentistry in New Jersey, and has since 1987, that's about three years after I was born, um, been a leader and teacher of EFT tapping. She's the author of a leading book in this field called Discover the Power of Meridian Tapping, and she's well known in the EFT community for her EFT choices method. So, uh, Pat, thank you very much for making it to the show. Oh, wonderful. I'm excited. I don't know what the questions are going to be, but we shall see. Hmm. All right. So uh, I thought maybe to, you know, to kick things off, to make it clear, um, you know, in, in a nutshell, w- what is exposure therapy? Oh, exposure therapy is simply a name for one of the behavioral therapies, behavioral cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapies. And it isn't new. Uh, it is sometimes presented as new because sometimes uh, uh, exposure therapy is used along with videos that um, simulate the frightened the, the situation the person doesn't uh, is afraid of, like a crowded room or an active, very active, interactive party that's going on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or lots of p- uh, crowds, because exposure therapy, when it's t- targeting social anxiety, is targeting a number of different kinds of fears. Now, exposure therapy simply consists of exposing the person, that's why they use that word, to the feared stimulus. So they're afraid of... Uh, Spiders, they expose them not to real-life spiders or not necessarily right away, but they make the people face the uh, feared thing, whether it's spiders uh, flying in an airplane or going to a social occasion of a certain type, Mm. or maybe not even a certain type, maybe just any that's above uh, a certain... uh, level of uh, people, whether whether it's a lot of people that they fear or certain types of people or all kinds of encounters outside the house. And it can be combined very much, this is social anxiety, can be combined with agoraphobia, which is a fear of leaving your own safe, wherever your safe place is identified as your home or your wherever, your parents' home. So um, in a nutshell, an exposure therapy involves exposing the person to the feared. You face your fear, you face your fear uh, undaunted. But unfortunately, for a great many people, they've tried to do that. That's the old-fashioned it really is an extremely old-fashioned uh, therapy because, as you see, there are many, many parents and many teachers and many other people of influence in a, in a child's life who will tell them, oh, just go and get it over with, and you know, just face it. Hmm. You'll feel better when you get there. Hmm. Well, you might feel worse when you got there, and that is what was finally discovered when 
uh, social anxiety became a, a, a diagnostic entity of its own. So, in a nutshell, exposure therapy might involve either taking the people. I remember one psychiatrist I knew in New Jersey who was uh, prominent and worked in a, an important private mental hospital in New Jersey. He used to be uh, assigned to take the patients to in a in a bus to the who were afraid of water to the ocean. They, they'd ride them to the ocean and make them literally walk into the water as far as they could. They didn't push them uh, so that they would run into a panic. They didn't push them into water that was over their head or into big waves that would be threatening. But they kept them near them, and they made them go further and further as they were able to. Mm. Now... Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about what happened when they did that in person, but I'm, I want to go back to my point, which is exposure therapy also involves uh, imagination. You can ask the person just to imagine going to the uh, near a big body of water if they were afraid of water, or you can expose them directly to a videotape, and the videotape can be more or less elaborate. It could have pictures of, you know, you, you look at visually the, uh, the place you're going to be afraid to be or the thing you're going to be afraid to do depicted in such a way that it seems quite real. And if it has certain sounds, they, they, today they're getting very realistic because they have the technology to do it. Mm. And that, that's where the name exposure therapy really came in and they tried to make it look, well, I don't know whether they consciously set out to do this, but the result was they seemed to be trying to make it very legitimate, be uh, legitimately new because they were using new technology to bring it to the people. And then they didn't make them go to the real place. They didn't make them go on a flight to handle flight anxiety. They would go make it simulated flight. Well, it's a lot cheaper to do that. It's a lot faster. It's a lot more practical. Mm. And uh, it is easier for people. Mm. I mean, it's easier to know that you're in a laboratory, uh, if you can remember, because you get very involved with the, with the pictures and the depiction. And sometimes you feel vibration in the, the seat. They, they have all kinds of ways, tactile and... Uh, auditory and visual to bring it to you. Hmm. So that made it look like a new therapy. Well, it was really just an added aspect of an old saying that's been used a lot, as I say, by parents, teachers, and so on. Oh, face your fear. Go ahead. Face it. You'll get. You'll find that it is, it's nothing. Hmm. Look the monster in the face. That kind of thing. Right, because it's so, so riddle, riddled in society, uh, right, Patricia, the whole idea of uh, face your fears. You know, Nike, like, just do it. And all these really old old school quotes that you see on the web, like, you know, the only way to face your fear, to overcome your fears, to go through it. And, uh, you know, the death of fear is certain once you face it and blah, 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 all these, all these motivational quotes because it's such a, yeah. a, an, an old-style approach to dealing with uh, the fears that we have. Uh. It's completely old-style, and it is completely untrue when they say, when just go right there and face it, and you might overcome it. Sometimes you do. If it's on the margin and you're sort of overcoming it anyway, going there may push you to some behavior or some reaction that allows you to feel more comfortable. But but most of the time, it may make you worse because it only reinforces the fact that these things are terrifying and you want to get out on them. Mm. Uh, it It could drive you into a panic attack. And I've known this to happen, not with me, my patients, because I don't use that strategy, but for those who did have to have that strategy, mm. it can be intensifying. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And and um, if, for people that don't know yet, <laughs> uh, in a, na- a nutshell, what is EFT or energy psychology? Well, they're not synonymous, so I'm not going to talk about energy psychology because energy psychology basically is a collection of methods, all of which are aware of a deeper, um, different levels of responsiveness in the human being that we're not usually taking into account. And then those could be uh, the kind, the kind of, of energy, when we speak of energy there, is the kind that's used in acupuncture or acupressure. It is uh, on the meridians. The meridians you can't see and you can't measure them very well. They're beginning to measure them to some degree. But they can't measure them very well. And they are uh, called energy uh, therapies because they use these various energies in different ways. And there are many of them. And some of them may be effective for a certain condition and another might not. But I am a specialist in EFT, uh, as Sebastian had said, and I uh, know that very well. And I know a couple of the others and use them. And, but most of them, I don't use all energy therapies mm. because I don't find all energy therapies are easy to use mm. or necessarily as effective as others mm. for a particular person and a particular circumstance. So uh, EFT, which is my special method, you might say, and my specialty, is a method based on derivative derived from acupuncture and the acupun- and acupressure. The, the, those, the points that were located, some of them thousands of years ago, by the uh, in China. Now, uh, the acupuncture points have been verified, as I say, for a long, long time and are very well mapped out and are very well known. And they were, it was discovered in the last century, the 1900s, uh, mid-1900s, that in fact, the, uh, energy, the uh, energy therapies, or rather, in fact, tapping. We didn't want to use uh, acupuncture needles for this, but the tapping could, on certain spots which were identified, could greatly reduce anxiety very fast. I mean, within if it works well, within seconds, it can reduce anxiety. You feel it all over you. You feel it in your body. You feel the sudden uh, quieting down and, and reassuring that goes on when those particular acupuncture points have simply been tapped by your, your fingertips. And it uses that tapping, which this is the ingenious part of it, at the same time that it reminds you of the thing Little by little, in very gentle, manageable doses, it reminds you of the situation that you fear. Meeting such and such a person in a, in a uh, uh, re- certain restaurant, going to a certain kind of gathering, uh, some, for some people even talking on the telephone for, under certain circumstances will cause extreme anxiety, and you let a little bit of the anxiety in at the same time that you're doing these quieting techniques. Well, now that's a different story. Yes, you do have to refer to them, or, or else you wouldn't know what you were, 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 were there for. Why were you consulting this specialist or whatever uh, if, if they're not going to address the issue at all. You have to address the issue, but very gently and non-forcing and at the same time giving you this a method that is reducing anxiety, calming you, making you feel all is well. Hmm. 
Mm. And it makes you feel it on a very deep level. You can say it, too, and that's a good idea. Mm. It is a good idea. But it can be on a very deep level that you're experiencing relaxation of a... It isn't just relaxation. It is a calming, targeted calming of the fear centers. You feel the fear going down and the adrenaline system is reduced and you are at the same time bringing in a memory. It's obviously a memory of because you're not experiencing that or you might be that anxiety now, but it's too... You're experiencing some of it because you've been mentioning the situation. And just by mentioning it, you bring it up it's like putting clothes in a laundry, uh, in a uh, washing machine. You have to put the clothes in before they can be cleaned off. But you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a traumatic situation. And if you just t- take the clothes, the laundry, and put it somewhere and look at it, you're not going to get very far. And that's what you're being asked to do in exposure therapy. Just go there. Look at it. Face it. Well, if that worked, uh, it would have worked long ago and we wouldn't have some of the pathological categories that we have today and some of the problems. Hmm. So I hope I've uh, explained. I don't have to tell you what the spots are. In EFT, there are plenty of ways you can find that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can always go to my site and, and get a free video that will teach you EFT. Um, my site I will mention, and then I don't have to mention it excessively after this, <clears throat> is my name, Pat Carrington. It's not, I don't use Patricia. It's too long to use for the name of a website. So I say Pat Carrington, P-A-T-C-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N, Carrington, at Pat Carrington, at no, excuse me, it isn't an ad. I'm not giving you a, <laughs> an email. <laughs> it's patcarrington.com, C-O-M. Yeah. That's all. That's okay. a simple, very simple. Okay, good. So w- what I hear you say, Pat, is uh, the um, w- with the tapping, you might be afraid of you know, having a conversation with someone on the phone and just by thinking about having a conversation on the phone, that already brings up the anxiety response for you. And then when you start to stimulate these acupressure points, that brings in a calming uh, signal into the body. And these, mm-hmm. these you know, this kind of gives you the, the relaxation feeling, the calming feeling. And that's... Um, that's how it is different from exposure therapy, because exposure therapy is... Yes, all right, uh, that's boom. right. Now, some, sometimes exposure therapy is used along with relaxation therapy, but there's no... Ordinary relaxation therapy is pretty cumbersome hmm. and doesn't work nearly as well or as nearly as rapidly as EFT. Hmm. It's, it's good. I mean, if you're going to do exposure therapy, you should introduce. And they've experimentally shown that they get better results with their own therapy if they can introduce relaxation. But they're not, they don't have the courage yet to introduce EFT because EFT was declared unproven for a long time by the American Psychological Association. Hmm. Very, very influential body of of professionals, and it now is reaching approval status. They finally got so many research studies, which is their criteria, not just clinical reports, but research studies that show all kinds of physical changes with tapping, changes in stabilizing blood pressure, heart rate, amount of adrenaline produced, you know, all of that has been proven now that it goes down, down significantly Hmm. when you uh, do the tapping. Now that they've got that proof, they are going to be 
and it will be within, I, I think, the next couple of years at least, that they will approve, call, uh, uh, they now even admit that it is a, a, a well-established by research, and they will move over and say it's an approved behavioral therapy. They'll call it behavioral because it doesn't include, it's not supposed to include insight. Of course it does, but uh, it's not supposed to be doing that. So um, it'll be approved, but it's going through the, the whole, much of behavior therapy and relaxation therapy took 16 years relaxation therapy to be accepted by the authorities. They didn't believe that relaxation did anything until hmm. there was a massive amount of evidence. So new techniques, doesn't make any difference what they are. They may be in medicine. They might be in technology. They're not necessarily going to be... Technology is different, but we're talking about the health sciences, and they're very cautious. They're afraid they might kill somebody, you know, do something wrong. So they get overcautious, and they're overcautious about EFT. And I think that that places like uh, what is that site, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. for example, which is very much consulted when it shouldn't be about new therapies, it is extremely conservative. It is prejudiced in the favor of being safe. So if something has not been officially approved by a certain body of professionals, say, Wikipedia will say is, what, what is the word they say? Pseudoscience. Uh, yeah. Pseudoscience. Now, it isn't pseudoscience. It, it may, may not meet all the criteria which have been thrown at it, which are very, very strict, by the way, almost impossible to meet. Uh, they're so strict compared to the way they treat some other established techniques. But there's nothing pseudo about it. It's just not uh, not fully established yet because it's so expensive. Costs literally millions of dollars to 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 get a product that is for health purposes approved. And uh, it, it, it does it for, it's, you have to spend money for elaborate studies. They have to be made in a certain way and all of that. This is almost prohibitive, but it isn't pseudo, nothing pseudo about it. Hmm. So that shows prejudice. I mean, the word pseudo is, is a, a derogative term. Hmm. You don't say that with something that you respect. Yeah. And so it's disrespectful. Uh, that's what I would say. And, and, and very unfortunate because uh, people type in EFT, and one of the first things that comes up is the Wikipedia post, and then people are like, well, this is my mental health, and here it says that it's pseudoscience, so it's a, it's a risky thing for me to try out, <laughs> right? Well, I don't I, think Wikipedia doesn't know that. Yeah. I, I, and and I, I, there must be a lot of finagling behind the scenes. I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I do know <laughs> that that there's a lot of pressure, hmm. and that Wikipedia is under pressure to sustain the status quo, and it has a way of doing that, which is to call anything that is daring, and new, and effective, and exciting, pseudo. You hmm. just call it pseudo and. Try to prove that you're not pseudo. I, <laughs> they could tell me that I'm not Pat Carrington, that I'm pseudo Pat Carrington, <laughs> and I'd have a hard time proving it. Yeah. I mean, I could, I guess, by do- my birth certificate and some other documents, but it, it wouldn't be easy when, once Wikipedia said it. Mm. Oh, she's a pseudo person. Don't worry about her. Um, so if... Um if Wikipedia is, is, let's just say that they do that to be extra cautious, is there a reason for it? Like, are there any downsides to EFT? I don't know of any particular downside to EFT. There can be, there can be 
like an occasional patient in any therapy in the world, either mental therapy that is working on, or emotional therapy or, or physical therapies that has a, a, an occasional um, adverse reaction, you, can, you have a certain percentage of every drug ever invented that has adverse reactions. But that is because if, if, if it is a well-established well and used by many people productively, that's what you need because it can always be a person whose own system reacts negatively to something. So I suppose once in, I have not received that ever. I have had a few people that didn't react, didn't react one way or the other, particularly the tapping. And they said, well, it doesn't seem to do much good. And that's very, very, very rare, one in many, many hundreds that I have encountered and used in groups and uh, where over the Internet or wherever. Very rare. Whereas some other therapies are not very rare. You can get a certain predictable number of people that are going to react negatively. So I would say for all practical purposes compared to any other drug or intervention that one might use, it's on the very, very low negative side. Mm. Everything has, because of the status, you can't predict the status of the patient, the receiver. Mm. Yep. Um, personally, uh, I, I've <laughs> done many, many um, um, EFT sessions myself. Like I have received them, and I've given about five thousand, and I haven't had any person either that uh, had a you know a real downside to it. Yeah, there's there's sometimes no. that you tune into some more intense stuff, but that's then uh, great to use the EFT on. So I wouldn't really mm -hmm. call that a downside at all. Um, and what you what you described, some people it hasn't worked on. Um, I've had people who are kind of numb to their emotions who didn't really respond to uh, the typical standard EFT tapping. But you know, with with various adjustments, they were still able to get results. Um, you know, and 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 the tapping then kind of like you know inner child work for example and then the the tapping would like there's something called the matrix re-imprinting in the eft community that's then been helpful for them um so mm -hmm. you know i've i've not uh, seen any downsides either so um patricia um how old are you <laughs> what's, what's your I'm age i'm 93 and how i'm 93 okay <clears throat> which awesome. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. I, I have, I'm not on any medications, and I work full-time, and I have a practice that's very active and very exciting, and I'm always at the forefront of new things. I love it. Brilliant. And how long have you been in practice? Oh, gosh. Let me see. I, was, I got my professional license probably when I was 35, and you can subtract if you want to. Wow. I don't know, 60 years? I don't know what it is. It, it's unimportant, mm. I, I think, because uh, some of the early things I still use. I, I was trained originally in psychoanalytic psychotherapy. I still use some of the principles of it, but I use it along with the EFT. Mm. I use it along with energy therapy. Yeah. Uh, and it is incredibly more effective than it originally was when I first encountered it. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, this it mixes so well with other things, doesn't it? With other therapies. Oh, it's it's perfect with other things. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. and that's a very good use of it if you're using it with the right things, and if you're using it with some what they call talk therapy. Of course, you got to talk. What are you going to do? Muzzle the person so they don't speak, right. don't talk about what what bothers them, or they have to. And they need to understand it, too. And you can mix it with all kinds of uh, uh, coaching and all, ki all kinds of interventions. 
Hmm. Wonderfully flexible. Hmm. And um, <laughs> this is a bit of a... Um, what is, in your opinion, more effective to overcome social anxiety, EFT or exposure therapy? Or rather, why is one more effective? Uh, yeah, why? Yes. EFT is hands down more effective than exposure therapy. Exposure therapy has a pretty, and I was a researcher for years, and I was looking, reviewing some of the research because I knew I was coming on today to talk to you. And I see that that um, EFT that exposure therapy has what I call very weak support. It's very flippy floppy. They spend a lot of money and, and have a lot of patience in the study, which makes it look more valid. If you have a hundred patients, two hundred patients, five hundred patients, it looks much better than if you have 20 patients, but it isn't necessarily. And you have to look at the statistics very carefully, and you have to look at the methodology very carefully. There's nothing that is that impressive. Real impressive results you can get with EFT, but you cannot get them, and you never do hear them. They're all very tiptoe, very cautious, you know, they can't make this statement, they can't make that statement, that kind of thing. Hmm. It's, not, it's not a good picture, the, the evidence. It's very flimsy, in my opinion, hmm. as, a, as a researcher, looking at it from that standpoint, not even looking at it in a therapeutic way, but just looking at the evidence is weak. And... and um why do you think it's it's so effective EFT for for anxiety for social anxiety? Well, social anxiety is a complex kind of anxiety. It isn't as simple as being afraid of a spider mm-hmm. or uh, or uh, an airplane ride. It's not as simple as that. Uh, that can be handled obviously more quickly. Usually, although you can speak to that better than I do, because I'm not a specialist well, I'm with you so in social far. anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, how, 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 I'm going to ask you, and I'm interested, how much, how many sessions do you think the average, and there's no real average, because social anxiety has a, is a broad spectrum. Exactly. of fears. And so you can't really say, this patient has social anxiety. Well, they may have social anxiety, and they may have uh, other kinds of anxiety at the same time, and they may have other problems, which can be really faced very nicely. Addictions, say, something like that, which all which relate to anxiety and stem from it, but are not directly there. So it's very hard to say uh, how many sessions it would take. And there is no answer that is a blanket answer. And that's where the behavioral therapists get so often their research. They don't take account of individual differences. And individual differences is the name of the game, in my opinion and my experience. Yeah. That, that indeed makes it very difficult to predict. It's you know I uh, I do uh, free twenty minute intro chats, half an hour intro chats with people to see, uh, you know, to get to to know each other and see, um, right, you know how well we jive together and whether I'm the right person to help them because I specialize in social anxiety and social anxiety alone, and it often goes uh, in conjunction with. A bit of depression. Well, a bit of depression is okay, but if people are, you know, severely depressed or suicidal and they have social anxiety, you know, then I'm not the right person to help them. Um, uh-huh. and That's as, right. Yeah, and as you say, um, uh, social anxiety tends to be a complex anxiety. That's true. And it can be um, like 
it, it is often linked with low self-esteem and perfectionism and like you said sometimes addictions and uh, it can be quite complex but the most popular question that I get in the intro chats uh, so popular that I already answered them before people ask them is uh, how long will it take to overcome my social anxiety how many sessions and I always answer yeah. people, well, yeah. um, I cannot accurately predict that because it depends on your situation, how much resistance there is, your past, the complexity of it, um, you know, your life circumstances, yada, 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 so many circumstances. But I can give you the averages based upon, you know, I've been doing this for eight years, solely working with people with social anxiety. And that's uh, about 30, 35% resolves their social anxiety in three sessions. And for some people, it takes longer. However, for the, for the people that it takes longer for, they will get, uh, uh, you know, almost all of them amazing results within those three sessions. And if they don't, there's, there's more going on. You know, and um, I don't think that these are numbers. That's an excellent answer. That's an, If I was the person calling you, I would feel that's very solid hmm. that you're able, you're willing to tell me what your experience is. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yep. Hmm. So, um, uh, Patricia, if EFT is so effective, um, why isn't it more well known? For the same reason I was saying that Wikipedia has its reactionary reaction to it, where it's under suspicion, and it is not uh, sanctioned yet. It will be. Hmm. It's very much closer to being. But it's not sanctioned by the medical or psychological powers that be the recognized institutions. Mm. It is, it is, it's becoming used by them. It's becoming, uh, they have admitted that the research is good. Mm. They have admitted that. And that's the first big, big, big step. They will move on, but it won't be, <clears throat> and a, this does protect the public against all kinds of wild claims, but it also creates much prejudice. Hmm. And there is a prejudice against EFT, which is no longer, I mean, I don't, it never was justified. It just didn't have its counter uh, evidence, positive evidence. Hmm. Now it has a lot of compound, counter positive evidence, but it, it's a lag. It's a cultural lag. Hmm. It hasn't taken. And therefore, the big um, spreaders of the word and, and, the, and the people who create the atmosphere that we live in uh, and, and talk on media, they are not yet uh, educated to uh, think of EFT as anything but what Wikipedia says, a pseudoscience, hmm. maybe a kind of promising one, but a pseudoscience. Yeah. It's not a pseudoscience. It is a proven technique now. Yeah. And it just is a cultural lag. We call it the cultural lag. <laughs> yeah. It is preventing it being known. But the minute the cultural lag is overcome, I think you'll see a widespread interest mm. in EFT. I, I think so too. A lot of. And, and um, yeah. you know, I say, why isn't it more popular? Because you know, according to me, it is, uh, you know, from from my perspective and just about uh, you know everyone in the EFT world, of course, um, you, when you've experienced it for yourself and it is so effective and you experience it with your clients or just, you know, if you get the personal experience, if, you, if you're used to, okay, changing your thoughts or having a, a little insight or, you know, uh, you, you go do some deep breathing or something, you think that that gives you a good effect. If comparatively you get a shift with with EFT, you know, you have your world rocked and now you're a fan and a supporter and now you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is amazing and so then you become a supporter of it because I was the biggest skeptic in the beginning as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I say, you know, why isn't it uh, more popular? It is popular, but not to the degree that I think it can and will be because it is, you know... No, nothing like it and not right. used in the schools 
where it should be, and all of that. Right. It's beginning to be. It, it, we know it can be. <clears throat> but I don't think any new thing, uh, if you really look back at the, or it's, its early history, and I say early history being its first 25, 30, 40 years, is going to show great excitement and popularity among the, the widespread public. Hmm. It just won't. Yeah, and, and it's just the way things do. Yeah, and and do do you think it? Uh, I I think so. It has something to do with the fact that it just looks strange, and uh, yes, it does. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not it's not cool yet. <laughs> you know, you know the exactly. the cool kids are not tapping on their face yet, and they're like, yeah, man, I'm doing EFT. <laughs> All right, once that happens, yeah. <laughs> Well, in some schools in South America, uh, where some excellent practitioners have introduced EFT to the teachers who've introduced it to the children, it is cool. Mm. And when it is, my God, that you can't stop the spread of it. You know how kids spread good things to each other. Mm -hmm. They spread some bad things sometimes, but they can also spread good things. Yeah. And it goes around like wildfire, mm -hmm. and they love it. Yeah. And in areas with, where they've had in, uh, people going, uh, psychologists and other professionals and those trained specifically in EFT, going into the areas where there have been disasters, wars, massacres, whatever, mm. uh, and helping uh, or natural disasters, and helping to re rebalance the population, it has become absolutely almost like worshipped hmm. by those people because of the help they got. Hmm. Now, that is the kind of thing that eventually will become part of folklore, and people will just know you turn to EFT. Hmm. And you may not, and you, now there are new forms of it. It's addressing new things. You can do it more quickly this way. You can do it this way. And that kind of thing. And people who are expert at bringing EFT to the rest of those who don't know it will be very respected. It's not true yet. That's all. Hmm. Yeah, great. It's 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 growing, and you see it appearing more and more in, in uh, you know, important magazines. It's been on... Um uh, you know, Doctor Oz and Huffington Post, and you know, I, I don't really keep track of all the the magazines that it is in because it's it's it shows up more and more, and it seems to be expanding and evolving. Also, uh, you know, Nick Ordner's uh, yearly EFT you know, summit. tapping summit keeps, I think, mm -hmm. growing or doubling in numbers every year. So um, yeah, it is it is growing. So well, that's good. Um, Last question, uh, Patricia. If someone had been told that they can only overcome their social anxiety by changing their thoughts and forcing themselves to face their fears, and they haven't been able to achieve success using this approach, um, what would you say to them? Well, I would ask them first. Ask them first. What different things have you used? What approaches? And I try to get them to really tell me because they may have used formal approaches that they, where they went to a practitioner, or they may have used informal approaches where they asked all their friends. Uh, I don't know, but I want to know always, <clears throat> what have you done that didn't work? And usually, by the time they come for a, an energy therapy, and it could be EFT, they have used an awful lot of things they've tried. Um, if they if they tried a whole if they tried none of them, that doesn't mean that EFT won't be wonderful. In fact, they're cutting out a lot of trouble by not by not using certain ones. It probably wouldn't have worked anyhow. So why use them? But the fact is that you're going to hear about a lot of tries probably. 
Yeah. And they haven't been able to use success with them in a very tiny, tiny proportion of cases. They're just almost non-treatable. <clears throat> and this, <clears throat> some people are so mired in in down and so bogged down in negativity that they won't let any therapy. They can't let any therapy work. And you get that once in a while, but you don't usually. You're going to get people who, if they haven't tried EFT, a large proportion of them, a large proportion, is are going to, about 80%, I would think, uh, are going to benefit from it where they didn't before. And I think that's a very excellent percentage for any intervention, whether it be medical or psychological or educational doesn't make any difference. That's a high percent. And I think that you do get that. And in it, my observation, you'd have to have a very dumb, unenlightened kind of person trying to teach you uh, in order to produce a bad result. Right. <laughs> so, and, and, and would you say 80% that is for when they... Um when they try it themselves or when they work with a practitioner? No, not when they try it themselves. You didn't really... Answer. I, th I was thinking when they try it with a person. 80% hmm. getting results, I don't know what the percentage is because I'm one of the people and they've already tried it with a person if they try it with me. Um, let me see whether there's any uh, study that I know of on... on uh, What happens when they're taught? I, I, I can't imagine we don't get at least 50%, 40%, something like that. You won't get the nuances of it. And as I say, social anxiety has many nuances. So you really should have a person. And it's useful because by dealing with another person who's a therapist, You're dealing indirectly with a type of social anxiety. You have an anxiety towards them. Exactly. And that can be useful. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, Patricia, if there, if, there, if there was something that I could have asked, which would have, which would have allowed you to share something important, what would I have asked... And how would you have answered it? I suppose that you could have asked, and I didn't think of this, but I'm thinking of it now. What, what do you think EFT will morph into? Uh, everything is changing in our world. We're discovering enormous things. What are we going to be using that will will enhance uh, EFT? Hmm. I think that would have been a question, okay. which would have opened up some other answers, because there are things, no doubt about it. My whole practice, and particularly today when I'm really experimenting with so many things, uh, is, is that of combining EFT with other methods And one of them, one of them is, is is an EFT method, the EFT choices method, and that if anybody knows EFT now, and wants to learn the choices method, all you have to do is go to my website, which I gave you, patcarrington.com, and you will f and and uh, Google uh, EFT choices method, and you will get the choices method, which takes you. In my opinion, it's uh, light years ahead of just plain old original EFT. We're, we're all evolving. We're evolving. So if you know it already, that would be a next step that could be invaluable because it brings in the positive. It helps you reinforce and, and enhance what's already going right. Your good experiences that you begin to have with social anxiety treatment can be enhanced. There's all kind of ways. There's some new ways that I'm about to introduce, but I haven't, so I can't really 
talk very productively about them right now if to you but i would say this is the the improvements are going on by the drove the excitement about adding this thing combining it with spirituality is a wonderful wonderful amazing uh intervention and it is growing growing by leaps and bounds with uh, people like Carol Look and myself and others, and Gary Craig, the original founder of EFT, is now heavily into its use on a spiritual level. And I think that is uh, so obvious, a next step for many of who use it, that I would say the growth of EFT is going to be exponential once it gets going. And it will combine with other things, and it will become part of our heritage, our our, our cultural heritage for every child. Hmm. When it does, you'll see a world change, because absence of fear and strength and confidence in oneself and love of oneself is a tremendous force, and we are we are actually working to change the world in that respect. Wonderful. That's a, a nice way to end this, uh, this uh, brilliant talk. Thank you so much, uh, Pad. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing, uh, sharing your wisdom. Thank you well, so I much. I loved it. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Nice. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. And very, very, very fine uh, future for you in helping people with EFT all over the place. I know that you're doing that, so that's wonderful. Thank you. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Bye now. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Now, if you want to overcome your social anxiety as quickly as possible without having to forcefully face your fears, I have something really unique for you. I'm giving away my free social confidence starter kit. Now, this kit is something quite special. It consists of my 22-page ebook and an 11-part video course. And through it, you'll learn about the most effective technique that I've used to overcome my own social anxiety. And this is also the, my primary technique when helping my clients to become calm and at ease in social situations. And by the way, it's not deep breathing or changing your thoughts or being mindful or you know, facing your fears, as I said earlier. And while it is free... You know, free often translates to crap. <laughs> this is the furthest thing from it. It's a very powerful resource. I've put quite some time and effort into putting this together for you. And uh, to give you an idea, I recently received a comment from someone saying that he reduced his social anxiety with 40% using this free starter kit alone. So to get this starter kit now, go to social-anxiety-solutions.com forward slash bonus. All right. Looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Bye for now.